On today's episode of AV Social, we talk Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and what the new up-and-coming platforms are. All that and more on this episode of AV Social. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social, episode 47, Feed the Monster. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. Hi, everyone. I'm Dawn Mead, and we're here with another AV Social for you. Today, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are pretty much the dominant social networks for business. And we post and share and like our way through every day. These social networks are also a way for our companies and brands to connect with clients and potential customers. So what's the next big platform? What's the next big thing? How do you best utilize the ones that are currently on top and what might be coming next? On today's AV Social, we're going to be discussing the best way to leverage the top sites currently, as well as how to spot the next networks and and opportunities that are rising and when to jump on board. As always, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Miss Kelly Perkins, and she's going to introduce you to our guest today. Hey, Thank Kelly. you, Don. I appreciate it. And today we have Katie Regina from Spinatar. Hi. Abby Wolf from Corey's AV. Hello. And Joel Hagen from Legrand UV. Welcome to the guy. I appreciate it. So. Let's just kind of jump right in. Um, as Don said, we're going to be talking about how to keep up with all the millions of social channels out there and how to just basically keep up, which ones to use. What do you guys think? And I'll, I'll throw this to Katie and Abby because you guys work for integration companies, but what social networks are kind of the, the must-haves for integrators? I think for us, uh, we've had the most success on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, mostly because that business to business is really easy on LinkedIn. Um, and Twitter is great, a great place to have conversations, real conversations that, that build relationships. And Instagram is a great place to show your culture and kind of show off the finished product, if you will. It's more polished. Um, so I would say those four are probably our key social networks at this point. Okay. How about you, Katie? I would agree with Abby. Um, we definitely utilize a lot of the LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram features to, you know, look out for new prospects, communicate with our current customers, and really just use those um, social platforms to sort of stay up on trends and communicate um, with not only just people in the industry, um, our manufacturing partners, but also reaching out to potential customers where we can like and um, comment on some of the needs that they bring up on those networks. Do any of you guys have Snapchat filters? No, we don't. <laughs> I, was a, I, was, I don't know. I was giggling because I stopped at a local integrator here in Minneapolis a couple of months ago and we were talking marketing stuff or whatever. And they're like, we actually have a Snapchat filter. If you come into the office, I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. They're what? so cheap too. So really? Yeah. Very cheap. That's so weird. <laughs> That kind of thing, I, I know Snapchat is less business facing, but that kind of thing seems more like something a manufacturer might do 
for a show like Infocom or or CES or something like that. Joel, you're our integrator, token integrator on the on the panel today. Um, how, how does what brand? Or sorry, yeah, sorry, they're they're the integrators. You're the manufacturer, but that's something a manufacturer might do. Um, Give us the you know answer to Kelly's question: Which networks does Legrand utilize the best or the most? And uh, do you do fun things like Snapchat filters for the shows, or you know something a little more progressive? Yeah, um, I would say our, our main ones are LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, we put stuff on Facebook, kind of as an also ran, but um, I don't spend a whole lot of time creating new content for Facebook because. I find a lot of our likes on there are from people that work here. And <laughs> if you're trying to, you know, reach other people, then you have to put money into it. And uh, there's all that kind of headache. Um, we could do a Snapchat filter at Infocom two years ago. And I, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of use of it. Um, I put the, the fence around the building. Um, and I think, I don't know. It, it felt to me like maybe it just was a little too early or maybe uh, AV people aren't quite on Snapchat while they're busy at the show um, to take advantage of that kind of thing or to have fun on there. I'm totally doing that. <laughs> you said it was cheap. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive. Well, and, and, and I think that kind of goes to our question that, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter if you ask the kids, you know, and, you know, we're all, I'd like to include myself with the rest of you. We're all fairly young here on the panel today. And, um, you know, we're in the AV industry. We are the kids. But, you know, in the, in the non-AV, non-business world, the youths of America are, you know, they've moved on to Snapchat. They've moved on to whatever else the kids are using these days at the risk of saying, get off my yard. You know, it's one of those things that we're going to be behind the curve. I think a little necessarily being in the business world. Um, but maybe now that Snapchat has caught on so much, Joel, this might be the year for you guys to bring back a, a Snapchat filter or even maybe a Facebook frame, you know, for pictures, uh, you know, that Ooh, people take at the show, too. you know, th those sorts of things. Um, I think we do have some things going on at the show. I'm not completely aware of, but like a photo booth kind of area for social. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I got to say personally, I have the most fun at various shows and events when they have that sort of social element, be it a contest or just like a photo booth or, or a crazy, you know, scavenger hunt with pictures or those sorts of things. Um, but you know, I'm a social media geek, like, like presumably the rest of you and those that are listening. Um, so I, for everybody, I mean, how do you best use these social networks to connect with your current clients or to speak to potential clients? I mean, I, you know, sometimes I feel like when I was an integrator, we'd get on Twitter and we'd have great AV conversations with each other, or we'd have, you know, great, great product debates or great suggestions with each other, how, you know, how do we reach our existing or potential customers through those means? Um, Katie, let's start with you this time. Okay, um, so for us, we do a lot of case studies and white papers, um, and I think having those platforms to share what we put together and the content that we're producing um, is a really key part because I think people, whether they go to um, one of these social platforms to actually read your article or maybe they're going there just to make sure you're relevant and current. Um, I think it speaks a lot about your company. If you're posting things, 
um, you know, that attests to what the customer is looking for, whether it's on, you know, a full campus, um, you know, AV refresh, or if it's on just a standard classroom refresh or something like that. I think if they can go there, see your relevance, see you're doing things to um, continue educating people out there, I think that um, is really important. So that's how we sort of use those platforms. Okay, Joel, how about you? We do a lot of that too, um, as well. Um, right now we're kind of pushing a few different uh, eBooks that we've come up with for ADA compliance and uh, as what they call a switched classroom or a switched learning classroom uh, where you know, you're not having the teacher in front of a room in front of a whole bunch of students, but it's more interactive. Um, so we're kind of pushing those uh, through social media and blogs and uh, to get people to uh, check out the ebook and see what they can find out. All right. So, so far we've got content. We've got content. Abby, <laughs> are we going for a trifecta or do you have some other uh, tricks up your sleeve that you could share with us? I think each social network has its own uh, win, if you will, for us. And I think that we are, instead of trying to make LinkedIn what it's not, uh, we try to use what what is working on each of those platforms and just build from there. So um, on LinkedIn, we've had really great success with inbox campaigns and reaching out to new customers or talking to people or starting discussions that we wouldn't normally have. Um, and it's super easy there because then you know exactly what their position is, if they're hopefully they're keeping their profile updated and uh, you'll be able to target a lot easier than than you would on Facebook or Twitter. But Facebook's kind of like the dumping ground of content for us. We, uh, it's kind of everything. It's the culture aspects. It's the branding aspects. It's the information. It's the links to the website. It's kind of all of those things. Um, but then Twitter we use to have real conversations. It's, it's the, hey, client, congratulations on your 50th anniversary. Or, you know, it's, it's staying friends with people uh, rather than a means of pushing out information for us. That's cool. Yeah. And then Instagram is where I personally love using Instagram for business because uh, we have such a great uh, brand culture, if you will. And I love showing that off. And Instagram is such a perfect place to do that. Um, we have another side of our company that is live events and you can find a lot of event planners on Instagram. Um, and so for us, that's been super successful, so successful that we actually um, integrated it into the homepage of our website. That's oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, I was having a conversation with um, with a friend recently who reps uh, some audio companies, and it was interesting because he's like, "We need to get on Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram," and I'm like, "You're a rep company. What the hell are you going to put on there, right?" But it was interesting because they work with, like, for example, QSC has a systems division, which is like audiovisual integration, but they also have a live sound division. So the systems group never uses Instagram. But the live sound group, that's like their number one platform. So I guess it just depends on your audience. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, th that, that brings up an interesting question. You know, a couple years ago, Instagram was the new thing. And what, what on earth are you going to put on Instagram? You know, your, your sound company, not pictures. Um, so, you know, how do we find these next big things? I, I remember first getting on Instagram and Snapchat for that matter and saying, all right, that's cool and all but what, what's the point you know or didn't didn't know if it was going to take off now you know they're they're pretty dominant um so you know how do we find what the next big thing is aside from watching the 14 year olds 
anybody have an idea? Jump right on in. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that is a tricky question because the platforms that we currently have available to us, we've become so familiar with. Um, so I think even considering something new, we're still trying to get caught up on what we currently have. And especially with Instagram, like Abby was saying, it's so great to share culture and to share, um, you know, your company's events and things like that. But trying to figure out, okay, how do we speak to our customers? How do we reach them on that platform? Um, I think at least for us, we're still trying to decipher what that um, response is. So, you know, we've been including hashtags in a lot of things, which we've gotten a lot of um, new follows from because if people are out there looking for, um, and I keep going back to higher education because we do a lot there, but if they're looking for a, you know, lecture hall and they hashtag lecture hall, then that may bring them back to our page. So um, we've seen a lot of that type of stuff working, but in terms of finding the next big thing, uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> Does anyone else know? <laughs> clients. Um, I, you know, we, I had a sales uh, guy come to me about a year ago and say, Oh my gosh, I found this social network. You, we need to be on this. We need to be on this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ask a few of our clients. Like we have really great relationships with some of those clients that you you're trying to target. And I just give them a call and say, Hey, what are you reading? What are you on on social? You know, what do you do for fun? I mean, all of these things, asking them very specific things, one makes them feel very special that we're wanting to target more people like them, but it's just a conversation that you're having with your client, which we should all be doing. It's a good idea. I love that. So what about like gaming? Like, so I'm going to just throw this out there because I think it's so weird and interesting. Um, so I used to work with um, this gal, Ashton McGinnis, and she used to be in the industry when I was at AVI Systems and her husband quit his job and is now doing professional gaming where they, they like basically he records himself playing a game and all of the commentary. I mean, and from our industry coming from a fairly, you know, a techie industry, I mean, could our clients be on something like that? Is that, is that an option or is that just too weird? Are you referencing Twitch? Yes. Twitch. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> We, I used to work in poker, so we used to uh, broadcast all of our events on that. And I think the people who are on there are extremely um, big gamers. So I don't know that it would necessarily be the right audience for us. Um, but I think it's an interesting point to bring up. And yeah, I think maybe. Just which, which that actually brings up a point. It's one of my favorite questions. It wasn't, on, it wasn't on the list of questions we sent you in advance of this, but uh, going off on my own tangent, you know, one of the things I've always taught when I, when I would teach social media classes is you want to go where your audience is. So if a particular social network is all 15-year-olds talking about their nails and their trip to the mall, that's not where you want to be. And, you know, recommended people look at things like Twitch, if you find that your specific customer base has a lot of gamers or esports enthusiasts, go there. Um, Ravelry. I, I worked with an ad agency one time that had a customer that owned a knitting shop, and they didn't want to talk about anything other than Facebook or Ravelry. Well, we were like, what the heck is Ravelry? It, it's a whole social network and sharing site for people that knit and quilt and, and crochet and craft and exactly who this company wanted to, to speak to. Um, you know, 
without spilling the beans or giving up your secret sauce, you know, have we found any of these niche social media sites maybe that, that speak to our audience specifically? Um, one that I know I referenced in my class previously was Spiceworks, which is for IT professionals. But, you know, they tend to be a little sheltered against people coming in to advertise. They just want to have conversations and things like that. Um, Joel, have, has, has Legrand come across any, you know, uh, I know you guys do in addition to AV stuff, you, Legrand owns everybody. So, you know, wall chaseways and raceways and all that, you know, are there like electrician or contractor or social media sites or anything that you've found luck with? I'm, I'm just relegated to the AV side. So I, I'm not aware of what the Legrand as a whole, what the electricians are doing. Right. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been something like a, a, an AV-centric social media, like niche platform, like uh, uh, Spiceworks or something. Um, there is a page on Reddit for AV pros, and I'll go in there, and maybe there's like a post for two a day. Um, but yeah, and you know, you can go into the LinkedIn groups and check those out um, right. for for more targeted conversations yeah I, I i i i'm nodding my head because i've i've used the reddit facebook group or uh the, the reddit av group before and and um the, you know the spice in they don't want you to sell spice works they don't want you to sell to them but they do want to have conversations and ask you hey i've got this vtc thing and and what advice could you give me on blah blah you know so, so much like the linkedin groups uh ladies anybody uh have any leads on some good uh specialized social medias or, or groups out there that might be of interest to our viewers and listeners? The one I was talking about earlier was called Alignable. Have you guys heard of Alignable? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. They and send you requests all the time. All the time. <laughs> but the one thing I realized once I got in there uh, and kind of poked around was that it was a different age demographic than what we were really trying to target um, and there wasn't really a, uh, it was a lot of salespeople, basically. It was just salespeople. So uh, it wasn't necessarily, it didn't work for us, but it might work for other folks. Okay. That's an interesting one because it's geographical, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And it's, it, and it's a lot of salespeople trying to sell to each other. So, so yeah, like, because, so the NSCA headquarters is in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I'm in Minneapolis and I kept getting all these like local businesses in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, trying to friend me. And I was like, ah, <laughs> like, <laughs> can't handle this anymore. So. Well, they've at least got a handle on their geographic marketing, if not uh, <laughs> their right. targets. Um, so with any social network, whether they're, you know, a little specific random targeted thing that we've discovered or whether they're one of the big ones how do you as a brand decide when to jump in when is the time to you know just take the plunge and and say okay we're going to add this network to our already existing group of 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 social platforms abby how do, how does it work with uh Corey's in that regard i like to think of social media as a monster that needs to be fed continuously so i have to feed the monster and i have to feed the monster very relevant things and so if if we don't have enough content um to feed the monster that's going to be the deciding factor for us like okay it's cool if we want to join this new platform but how long is it going to be relevant for us and how long can we sustain it 
and actually grow it. And for us, it comes down to a no a lot because with one marketing person on staff, it's really hard to feed all the monsters uh, relevant content catered to the audiences that we're trying to talk to on the platforms we're trying to use. So we, we stick to our tried and true, you know, YouTube, Facebook, you know, the traditional stuff. Right. Katie. Yeah, I would have to agree with Abby as well. Um, I think it's just analyzing, you know, who the end user is, who is on that platform and deciding whether or not it would be a good fit for your company. Because again, I was until about a month ago, a one woman marketing team as well. And um, just pushing out stuff and trying to keep up with all the trends on these social channels, as you all know, it's a job in and of itself. So um, yeah, just determining whether or not it's, it's going to actually bring in more business is how we sort of determine whether or not we're going to jump on board. I feel like it's so overwhelming. Sorry to butt in. Oh, it's no, so overwhelming as an integrator too, because you have so many audiences. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to feed the beast of, of everything and everyone that it gets, it gets a little nuts just to, like you mentioned, Abby and Kitty, like it gets, it's just hard to, just stay afloat sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And not just different audiences with different verticals, which there are, but also different audiences within companies. Because you, are, are you trying to target the C-suite that ultimately approves things? Are you targeting the end users, the admins, the, the gatekeepers? You know, are you, who, who are you targeting at, at this behemoth of a company that you'd like to do business with? And, and where do they hang out? You know, if it's a C-suite, they might not be hanging out the same place as the, as the admin or, or the janitor or the whoever, you know. Um, Joel, it, it, I could be mistaken. It might be a little easier for a company like Legrand since you're, you know, targeting Abby and Katie and, and formerly myself and Kelly. But it might be a little more challenging. Um, you know, how does that work with you guys? Um, for targeting or for what we join? Uh, yes. Okay. No, for you, it's found. <laughs> well, for me, I'm, you know, I'm running Chief Daylight, uh, Middle Atlantic, and Badio, and La Grande V on oh my God. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> so it takes a lot for a new social media to make me even want to look at it or join right. it. Um, I think there, there would be, like, there'd have to be a big push from are, you know, people already on there that, oh, you know, we have a lot of AV people or people looking up AV on this platform. Um, maybe we should check it out. And even then, I would probably, like lately, I've been having fun with TikTok, um, which is like the new Musical.ly, uh, which you can push onto like Twitter and Instagram and is uh, kind of a fun, more of a, a fun app that you can use. Um, and I think maybe down the road would be something to try for uh, brands as well to see how that goes. Right. Um, but not to, it, it wouldn't work to like push messages. It'd be totally just for fun. Right. Um, so interesting. You brought up music. Um, Abby brought up YouTube. Uh, and again, we're kind of going off our, our list here, but have you all found a lot of success in those sorts of media? Um, back a couple of years ago when I was teaching uh, social media at Infocom, at the time, YouTube was the second biggest search engine on the planet. 
Um, they've since bought or been merged or absorbed by by Alphabet by Google. But what is your takeaway on on using the the video and audio type um, platforms as a, as opposed to the traditional written posts? I think it's really important, um, especially in today's time, because people want to see video, right? Instagram sort of blew up because it was a very visual platform. People want to see photos. And I think if you're, you're telling your story and you're um, sharing your experiences through video, people have a lot greater chance of being able to relate to you or relate to the people within your company or um, just better understand sort of what you're business goals and culture is like. So um, for us, we've been doing a lot more video. Um, we recently, you know, interviewed a couple of our customers at LMU, at USC. They gave really great testimonials. So I think that's just really powerful um, in today's world to see other people talking about your business and talking about your relationship. I would agree with that. I mean, it's, you know, they always say like a picture is worth a thousand words, you know, what's a video worth, right? I right. mean, Honestly, like embarrassingly last night, I think I spent like two hours watching Billie Eilish music videos on YouTube. So I mean like, so, so there's that. I mean, but I think like, and even just being on video with you guys today, it's like, I haven't met you in person, but just being able to have a conversation and, and, you know, so being able to show other customers testimonials of real people, I think is really important. Yeah, I think for the search engine capabilities of YouTube alone, YouTube is worth it. I'm, I mean, sometimes it can be a pain in the rear, but it, it is a very powerful search tool um, that can help you boost SEO results substantially. So we use it um, despite my personal feelings about it. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I, I, my thing with, with YouTube, and, I, and this is, again, something I taught in the class back in the day, and Joel, as a, as a manufacturer, you may be able to attest to this. I think it's most powerful, not necessarily in our hands for marketing, but in the hands of our techs or in the hands of our trainers in our right. staff. Um, to this day, to this day, all the great production aside, sorry for all of my broadcast and production friends watching this. But to this day, the best YouTube video in the AV world that I've come across was literally a 16-second video from Pioneer Electrics on how to change the clock on my Pioneer car stereo. And it was literally 16 seconds. If you have the Pioneer blah, model blah, blah, and you need to change the time, do this. And they showed you step-by-step step which buttons to push. You've just changed the time on your Pioneer blah, blah. Thank you. 16 seconds, like no production value. Most useful video I've ever had, especially twice a year when we play the daylight savings game. And I still talk about it all these years later. I haven't had that vehicle in, in probably 10 years. But, yeah. you know, that's that funny. that's great marketing in my view. Um, you know, Joel, have you, does, does anyone from LeGrand, Daylight, any of the other 15,000 brands you're apparently representing, uh, you, you know, use just quick and easy down and dirty, here's a how to do, how to kind of video? Um, we're working on some of those. Yeah, we, um, there was a how to a while back for our video wall mount uh, in uh, where it was almost a choose your own adventure where you can, oh, this is the problem I'm having. How do I do that? How do I vent out the top? How, where do I put the, the lines for the quick release? And, 
um, I think that went over really well. Um, yeah. We do a lot of video for, yeah, training is a big one. Um, and more so than straight up marketing, like you said. Excellent. Well, I mean, that kind of segs into the last question here. You know, how do you get the rest of the company on board with using or at least valuing social media? Um, you know, telling your techs or, or your trainers, hey, here's a great way to add some value to the whole company that we can then use with the marketing efforts. Um, anyone else have a quick tip on how you would get the rest of your company engaged? I do it in a three-step kind of way. I, I share a, a ton of growth info. Like if something is succeeding on social media, I share it to nauseam. Like everybody's like, okay, we get it. Um, but I do that because I really want to promote internally the wins that we're getting from social media so that when I go to the well and I say, hey, guys, I need your help on this. We just spent you know a couple grand on video series. I need you to share it they're more willing to do it because they know the fruits of the labor. Yeah. I think just constant reminders is key. Um, you know, as marketers, we're more open to being social and being engaging with people online. But when you're a salesperson, you're sort of um, eager to get out there and um, get the next deal um, signed, sealed and delivered. Um, but if you're showing them like Abby does, here's what you can get from, um, you know, showcasing this video or show your potential customers what this person said about us. They're like, whoa, like, okay, I see the return. I get it. And then they're more likely to get on board. Yeah. Joel? Yeah, with salespeople, you know, I, I encourage them to just, you know, be on social a couple minutes a day, uh, update your status, clean out your inbox, prospect for business. You can uh, do a little cyber stalking for your next, before your next phone call. Uh, <laughs> Check up, you know what who what so and so has been doing lately, uh, which will give you you know a little extra edge in in that call. Um, yeah, and I you know we invite employees to you know use social media. When you get someone like Mark Coxing on your team, you just let him do his thing. Um, you know, it's, it's the message out. Right. I guess what I'm hearing from a lot of you is is communicate with your staff both the value and what you expect them to help with or participate with and kind of get everybody's buy-in is, is, is the big key. Very much so. Yeah. It's interesting because I just had this conversation yesterday with a coworker, my own company here at Redacted, the big secret government type place, isn't on the same page because we have one group, comms and marketing saying, ooh, link our company on your social networks and, and like all of our posts and share these things. And then we have all the InfoSec and security people saying, um, don't tell anyone where you work or that you work here or what state you're in or that you're a human, you know? <laughs> so completely different messages and it gets a little confusing. So uh, communicate if you're watching or listening to this, make sure everybody from the top down in your company is on the same page and, and get everyone involved, I think. Anyone, last words? I think you guys covered it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Um, well, then let's go one last time around the, around the table and, and uh, let everyone know who you are, where you are, and where we can find you on social or anywhere else uh, upcoming. Uh, since we picked on them last most of the day, let's start with Joel. Joel, where can folks find you or uh, Legrand? Uh, Legrand is on all the social medias. Uh, look for Legrand AV uh, for the stuff that we do. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Chief 
underscore Joel H. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for coming today. Katie, let's go with you. Where can folks find you or the fabulous Spinatar? Yep, so Spinatar is also on all the channels, um, just at Spinatar. We are on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Awesome. No, no Twitter for you? No, can't find you anywhere? No, I Don't do. share, don't share, that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's KatieJ07 on Twitter. Okay, great. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah. And Abby, last but not least, where can folks find you or Corey's AV? Find Corey's Audiovisual on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all at Corey AV. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Abby R. Wolf. And if you are a fan of the 80s actors, it's not Corey with an E-Y, it's just C-O-R-Y. That's right. So don't think Feldman, think AV. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my co-host, Kelly, where can folks find you or NSCA? Uh, NSCA.org, NSCA Systems on Twitter, or the Ignite Initiative is NSCA Ignite on Twitter. And then you can find me on Twitter at Kelly P. Perkins. So Fantastic. Thanks for being here as always. Of course, I'm Dawn Mead. I work here for a big corporate America in a secret place in a hidden location somewhere in the United States, so don't find me there. But you can find me on avnation.tv, hosting this show and popping up on others occasionally when Tim lets me. And you can find me, of course, on the social things at avdawn or Dawn Mead. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching, and thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on AV Social.